Miles B. Monday. Sometimes it's on Sunday. Miles B. Monday. What's up, everybody? The Miles B. Takeover of the Alex B. Podcast for the Colts wrap-up coming at you. Alex, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. It's good, going. Good, a, vict- good. a victory we will speak of shortly. About time. About time. I'm pretty <laughs> excited. I got an energy that you haven't seen in a while. I I'm know. here dancing yeah. doing my little rumba i know you need to get out a fucking razor while you're at it too get rid of that fucking just trim that shit up dude you're look just a little, mad look because little... your shit grows in all patchy and white trash it does it does it does it does it's fucking patchwork it's like a fucking fucked up quilt Never joe dirt st louis edition hey you know but i'm i'm employed so you know, yeah that. hey uh touche <laughs> uh, uh, uh. you know what i threw a lot of shots at you while you were unemployed so you did you really did you really did i mean I, we have we i think that the scale is definitely um imbalanced for lack of a better word so i don't know i'll probably stop it in spring or something i don't know whatever yeah whatever. what do you know about crypto well, cash you, you know we, it, it is what it is i'll take is my lumps just like everything else but you know what seems like every time a b brother is unemployed something better happens to the show it like, really does it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a fucking show. teeter-totter yeah, it's a teeter-totter. right right when you were unemployed you started the show then when i was unemployed we took this big step into the world of video uh yeah which my is messy scary for a studio. lot of people out there they haven't had to stare at our mugs together since what about 2011 so yeah Greenwood, so, Broad Ripple, various yeah, haunts. 25 cent you call it stupid. See, money, think about that. 25 cent you calls. And I, this leads me to this topic because that was cheap liquor back then. I don't know anything. And maybe you do. And if you do, feel free to interrupt me. I don't know nothing about this whole crypto cash thing. To me, I, I think if you're going to start an alternate form of currency, whatever the fuck that means, um, then shit happens. There's this dude, and I'm sure you've heard about him in the news. This guy's name is Sam Bankman Fried. This guy... He was worth $16 billion at the beginning of the week, and now he's completely flat broke. Uh, he had a, 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 a crypto company called FTX, right? And he filed for bankruptcy. 30 years old, man, to have that kind of money. And dig this, though. Now they're saying he transferred, shocker, uh, $10 million. Or t- uh, yeah, Sam, so this guy, the founder and CEO of FTX, uh, covertly transferred $10 billion of customer funds from FTX to his own trading company. So is he like the crypto klepto? <laughs> like, how does that work? Because how the fuck does that? That was good. I know. Like, I don't understand the whole crypto thing. I don't know how people I, pay for I it. Don't, or I don't. I don't know either. Do. I know I have a friend that got rich on it. Um, yeah. You know, invested a really low amount and ended up making millions upon millions when it like hit its peak. He sold everything. Um, I don't know shit know. about it. I just know that's a lot of money to lose. And I, yeah. I, I just know if that was if I'm one of those investors that. 10 billion dollars I'm, I'm getting that ass you're getting that ass beat because you can't do that to people you can't no, just, man. you can't you can't ship money like that around and i never knew anything about it and there was a i just i i don't know anything about it to even comment i just know this dude lost a lot of fucking money i envy somebody at the age of 30 to have that kind of money right. and it's just gone like it's 10 like he's just gone like in a week they said it pretty much wiped him out the guy was kind of a douchebag too so yeah his oh. name is sam bankman fried Freed, Wait, whatever. hold on, hold on. Why do you say he's a douchebag? Because he's rich and I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't know if there was underlying. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no solid reason. No, that's a perfectly good reason. Yeah, there's no solid you. reason. 
I'm All with right. you. Could you what's your favorite Christmas movie? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, hands fucking down. hands down, hands down. Could you now I know you I know the answer to this just because of the circumstances. Could you watch twenty five Christmas movies in twenty five days for twenty five hundred bucks? Yeah, fuck yeah. And, and write hey, your even without on the them? circumstances. I mean, I'm not as huge of a Christmas fan as I used to be. Christmas kid, yeah. you know, having the kids around has kind of reinvigorated my Christmas spirit. You know, being an adult sucks the Christmas out of most of us. It really does. Um, but twenty five days, twenty five films. Yeah, man. And, and, and here's the key: is you, two hours a day for twenty five hundred bucks. That's, that's right. It's not bad. Now, but here's the thing: you got to record your thoughts on each film before you get paid. So I guess they want. So I mean, some people consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, what's that movie? Office Party with uh, Jennifer Aston. Uh, Aniston. That was a fucking great movie. You got a Christmas story. That's a classic. That's easy to watch. I think also, and this is, goes way back. You might not. You might not be. You might be old enough. Do you remember the movie Night Shift with Henry Winkler? I do. I do. That was. Let me tell you one thing. That fucking is as cheesy as it was. It was Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. And I just read where Henry Winkler turned down the part in Greece. So he turns down the part in Greece in 1978. Travolta gets it and fucking catapults him, and then Henry Winkler goes from being the Fonz to work to the movie Night Shift. <laughs> it's like, how do you? He's got to be kicking himself because look at Travolta. Travolta was Vinnie Barbarino on fucking on Welcome Back, Cotter, right? And then then Saturday Night Fever, and then Grease, and then boom, took off. You know, uh, Henry Winkler went from being the Fonz to doing the movie Night Shift. No, he's done their stuff, whatever. But that's a great movie if you like stupid cheesy eighty movies, eighties movies. Um, Shelly, um, Shelly, uh, what the hell's your name? I can't think of her name. Shelly Long is that her name? Actress. Are you talking about the chick from Cheers? Yes, that's yeah. Shelly yeah. Long, right? Yeah, Shelly yeah, Long's in the movie. Shelly Long. Uh, Michael Keaton, uh, a young Michael Keaton, like prior. To, I mean, really, really funny movie. But I don't know why I just thought of that because that's that could be a Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Just why kind not? of done. Around. What about um, Trading Places? Trading Places, the Royal Tannenbaums. Yeah, Trent, Trading Place is a good fucking movie. That's funny. Fuck. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Eddie Murphy, I mean, Dan Aykroyd. Here's the thing. On. At the end of the day, do you have to space it out one a day for 25 days, or could you just turn on the Hallmark Channel for 24 hours and knock <laughs> it out in one night? I think they probably pick out the films because they're probably uh, just trying to find a way to, to market them. So, you know, they'll probably go to the distributors and say, hey, man, you know, we, we, we interviewed or we, we took a survey from XYZ people and the most watched movie or the most memorable movie. To me, it's, it's always going to be national lampoons i don't oh. care that that's it's that one movie. of two or three like you it put can that come on out it there. can come on in spring and i just watch the motherfucker the christmas story and then miracle on 34th street are probably the three months mo- dude what about the santa claus with tim allen man yeah or elf with uh or elf with um elf? Uh, fucking um uh what's his name will ferrell uh or yeah or another one of my favorites because it's just filthy bad santa oh bad santa absolutely that's a great that's a great billy absolutely. bob thornton nailed that role John Ritter, may he rest in peace. Bertie Mac, may he, I mean, that was a funny fucking It was movie. good, like, man. It was. I mean, it was just, it was so dirty, dark. But it's good. It was so dirty and it was so dark that you could not have just thought, Billy Bob Thornton, like, he was made for that role. Oh, John 100%. Ritter, it, John Ritter being the store manager, Bertie Mac being the head of security, and they're both obviously gone. That To me, the timing of that movie, and it was just comedic brilliance. That's a Christmas movie. Absolutely. That's the one. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I think I was the only ones that I think of that are Christmas related, but 25. I mean, I would have to see what the 25 movies are first, man, because if it's just going to be a bunch of fucking chick flicks, man, fuck that. I don't need 25. I don't give bucks. a shit. I'll give you an hour and a half, two hours a day of my life for two, 25 <laughs> days for 2500 bucks. Are you kidding me? That's 50 There's no shame. For There's no shame in Miles' no, game. Hell no, man. I got a lot of pride, but absolutely not a fucking ounce of shame. <laughs> 
Why? Why? And again, I try to keep on. And, and by the way, I looked at Paramount and they would not give me the Colts game. We looked on Paramount Plus and a bunch of shit. Could not get it out of here. I don't know what the fucking mental block was. Anyway, so I'm not going to. I'm not even try that to cheese on the NFL package, bro. You know, I was thinking about it. And you know, I could have easily went down the sport. I could have easily went down to FanDuel and watched it, but I don't think I'd go in a sports book. I can't allow, I'm not allowed to go in a sports book because of gaming, gaming regulations and stuff. So, which is fine. I mean, I can watch it from from outdoor to distance. But all these people that were talking smack. Now, I did read, and I'm sure you saw this as well. Both um, uh, Ballard and uh, Pete Ward were trying to talk Jim out of making this decision. Yeah, and they were everybody was. And, and let me tell you something. And and Pete, who I know personally, is, is a very level-headed guy. And he basically is, you know, he's been through Jim, through the highlights of stuff, the lowlights of stuff or whatever. And, and Pete tries to keep him, like, on a straight and narrow. And I'm like, man, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. And then we all saw the press conference mm-hmm. and the sausage reference, which fucking confused me. Yeah, that but was I think, the craziest shit ever. Yeah, I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what's in sausage, but I know how to put together a team. But Do you, though? You, yeah, dude. Gosh, Bill fuck, Pullian I don't know. does. Yeah, but yes, Bill Pullman That's does. the last time we saw one put together. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that was his thing. Maybe he was just saying, you know, just just let, let me go. Do you think, obviously this team sucks. I mean, the fucking Raiders aren't doing shit, right? I mean, what is, what is their score? What is their record? Like they're, two they're, and what? They have two wins. Um, okay. And they have like four top players that are injured. And then they had one of their better linebackers just up and retire earlier this week. Right, so, so it's nothing I mean, we get nothing not we get excited we, about, right? So it's it's no, not like we look no. at it and go, "Oh man, this is awesome." Because I mean, you think have to about keep it. in perspective for sure. Keep in perspective. I mean, Jonathan Taylor going for sixty six yards. What I what I'm reading here, that's impressive, mm-hmm. right? That's impressive. But twenty to twenty five, a team that's two and seven, we're four five and one. Obviously, there's a lot of people that thought you know there, there were. I think the naysayers were were hoping that you know that they would have lost just because of this impulsive decision. Is this a momentum thing or just it's one of those things you just kind of just go, okay, cool. Because Bill Cowher, he was talking shit on um, on ESPN. A lot of a lot of these guys were, yeah. I mean, kind of vicious about it. And I think, you know, I, that's, I mean, I understand you're not going to always agree with anybody does in the NFL, but I think to go at Jeff, you know, to go at the team that hard and, and to say the things that, that, that were said about him, I think it's kind of bullshit. Um, you know, I, I just I understand Here's the thing. The the comments are not necessarily unwarranted for the way things have been over for the, sure. of the last four or five weeks. The right. stuff targeted at Jeff. It, 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 no, that that some of that was below the belt. I mean, if you want to talk about the fact that he doesn't have experience, he doesn't. If you yeah. want to talk about the fact that at uh, in his head coaching experience in high school, it wasn't great. Fine, those are facts. Right. Right. But when we get too deep into the opinion about a man like Jeff Saturday, who is a proven winner, yeah, you know, you know, and what really surprises me about the national and the local people going in on uh, Jeff the way they have is, you know, I, I think without a doubt, especially under Frank, there was no doubt this team may not win another game. Um, you know, there were several crazy stats that came out today. Like the first time the Colts had scored in the first quarter in seven games. Wow. Um, all kinds of ridiculous stats like that. Um, I mean, Jeff Saturday did something today that Frank hasn't done at all since his time with the Colts, and that's win his first game. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, but you know, these are stats. These are not. This isn't. Trend, 
but but you know, and these are these are stats. Imagine Frank being the season coach that he is, then getting that news. Yeah, then, I mean, if you're Frank, I think you got to scratch your head and go. I mean, yeah, my time was over; it was stale. Um, it, it's more than obvious that for the last two years, I was right. It was coaching. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only piece, but that's the biggest piece because today we saw an energy that we haven't seen no, in such a long time. And I know we're going to get into this a little bit more here in a few minutes. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's blatantly obvious that Frank had lost a team, lost a locker room, lost respect, no emotion whatsoever from him. So, you know, we circle back around to kind of what we were originally talking about and, I wanted technically this team to lose because I want a high draft pick. Um, but right. let's not forget at the beginning of the season, we thought this team could be a playoff contender and maybe even a Super Bowl contender, depending on if the cards fell the right way. And it's right. been, you know, really disappointing. But this roster is not much different, minus the presence of, of, of Shaq Leonard. So if Jeff Saturday is a winner and he's done something to motivate this team, it's going to be really interesting over the next 24 to 48 hours to hear what the story is because a big part of it is going to be, oh, it was against the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's why you can't go, okay, we've got this thing turned around and back on track. But it is his first win in his first game, and Parks, the offensive coordinator, what a phenomenal first game he called to. Yeah, that's true. What do you think? I mean, and they're, I thought they're Las Vegas or the Oakland. They're Vegas, right? You said Oakland. I thought they they're in Vegas. Vegas, right? yeah. Uh, okay, old, old, okay. Old habits die hard. You're right. I Vegas, thought maybe yeah, because I'm like Raiders are in like, Vegas now. Yeah, yeah, Raiders. Because I was like, are they still yep. Oakland? But there was uh, one of their press people said it qualifies as no. rock bottom that they lost to the Colts. And they, this is what they're saying. This is uh, this is out, out out west. It could always get worse, but this qualifies as rock bottom for the Raiders. The Colts came into town with Jeff Saturday as their interim coach. He never coached beyond the high school level going into this game. They also had a 30-year-old coach, Parks Frazier, calling place for his first game, and they beat the Raiders. The Raiders they said, are in disarray. Yeah, I mean, they this, said the, this the Colts honestly... were the better team all along. So this was just one of those kind of – is it kind of like Kansas City where it's like a fluke thing and it's like we can't really say we were that spectacular out there or do we blame it more on the disarray of, uh, disarray of the Raiders? I'm never, ever – ever going to call any win a fluke. I didn't even call Kansas City a fluke. I just said that they lost the game more than we wanted. Right. Um, you know, the important parts of today for me, more so than who was on the other side of the field, is A, uh, how they responded every time Oakland, I mean, sorry, Vegas did something uh, to score. And then on top of that, um, the halftime adjustments that were made to come out because momentum was definitely on Oakland side going into the locker room. Um, so those two things are, are extremely key things that I was looking for today um, from, from that team. Uh, before we get too deep into this, we've been teasing this for a couple days. Now uh, we have a huge guest coming up this Wednesday mm -hmm. on the miles B show. Uh, Alex already knows who it is. That's why he doesn't look excited or surprised, but uh, I'm very excited, so check this out. This Wednesday, I'm going to be having Gary Brackett on the show. Gary's Brackett. been doing some awesome things, of course, 
Everybody knows about the stacked pickle, um, but uh, what's Gary been up to lately? What's life on the end of after the NFL like? And he's going to talk a little bit about uh, the Colts and the State of the Union, which is going to be really interesting because when we booked this with Gary, um, the change with Frank hadn't been made. So I'm excited to see what Gary's take is on this, especially after uh, the change has been made and now we've got a For win sure. under our belt. Um, so that's going to be coming soon. Uh, so let's get back to the wrap-up. What do you think happens now? What do you think Jeff's going to say tomorrow? Did he even do a presser after after the game or no? Um, I he did, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. It's I think okay. it's required by the NFL that all the coaches yeah. do. But I, mean, I don't think they got like in depth. So I'm curious. What do you think all the uh, all the know it alls, the armchair quarterbacks and and media of Indianapolis alike, are going to say tomorrow morning, Monday morning, or whatever you know you watch? What do you think they're going to say? What is going to be? What is going to be the take on this? Is this going to are are people going to believe in this or people are just going to like okay it's a win on to the next or what's what do you think is is the overall feel um you know there's there's a couple different questions there because i think there's going to be a percentage of the media who you know just oh the colts go the colts we're going to turn this around it's time for the playoffs. no i think it's, blah, i don't blah, go blah, i don't, I don't think you get that fucking i don't think you get that high strong nope I, I I think there's going to be a percentage that says, oh, it was Oakland. Um, you know, this is a fluke. There is no way that this is going to matter. I mean, we've got they've got Philadelphia this Sunday, and Philadelphia is insane. Yeah, they haven't lost uh, a game yet, have they? But then again, you look at their record. Uh, who have they beat? They haven't really beat anybody. Um, so, you know, the Colts once again will come in as an underdog. Um, but everybody will say, oh, this is Oakland. It didn't matter. They're two and seven. They're awful. Um, You know, half of their team is on the IR. And then I think there's going to be a percentage that kind of lands in the middle. That's like where I'm at basically is, man, that was a fun game to watch. It's been a while since I've said that. The energy was amazing. The play calling is much improved, and that was just on one week of practice. So they're going to get further and further into this new playbook and new plays and new schemes. Matt Ryan is back. Uh, that was a really that. crazy surprise today because we had been told that, that Sam Ellinger was likely going to be the starter. Yeah. Um, and then it's Matt Ryan. And, and, and they're going to say all of those things. And then they're going to say, uh, but it was Oakland. So let's remain cautiously optimistic. Let's see what happens against Philadelphia um, yeah. this weekend. But I, I think Colts fans everywhere can celebrate because – the team was fun to watch today. Even if they had ended up losing that game, it was a fun game to watch. It was a nail biter. I, I think it, um, I think it's good to have the motivation know, there, because there it something. just shows. It shows that now the players, if, if suddenly everybody starts like turning around in that energy, then obviously, as you have said before, it's in the coaching. So if you see these guys that haven't been producing all year or yeah. even uh, last year, then all of a sudden, I'm not saying like you know, let's say win a bunch of games, but just the overall demeanor and the drive and the passion based on the change in leadership, then, you know, I'd say one thing. Then, if this works out, I'm going to mention I'm going to mention a few names, and uh, I'm going to mention a few names. And I know you're not like hugely in tune with the Colts, so Mm-mm. it's not like you're going to be like, oh, that name, these stats, he plays this position, whatever. Right, right. But the names are going to sound familiar from you know the last few weeks of the podcast: Yannick Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, Blackman, Paris Campbell. These are all names that I have went, where the fuck are they this season? Yeah. All of them had huge games today. 
Buckner had a couple of huge sacks. Uh, Ngakwe got in on a sack and had a couple of tackles for loss. Uh, realistically, the only eyesore for me right now from today is um, Kenny Moore. Uh, and, and it's really sad for me to say that because I like Kenny. I was really excited at how much he improved last year. And then we had this mm-hmm. weird contract thing with him in the offseason where he technically held out from camp for a couple of weeks and didn't report. And then he ended up reporting. And the only reason he weren't willing to talk extension is because he had two years left in his contract. You know, and that's, you know, that's that's too many, especially, you know, given too many things that go wrong from them to them. And they had just signed, you know, Stephen Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. So he's been a major disappointment, you know, already this year. But today there was one play in general that really, really pissed me off, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's a pass play to Devontae Adams, who's already an explosive guy and can break tackles and turn a five-yard loss into a 75-yard touchdown. Um, you know, he completely misplayed the, the, the route and got burnt, and then he missed the tackle. Then he got up and just stood there and kind of watched one of his teammates try to tackle Devontae. And had it not been for Oakland's tight end actually coming in to try to help and helping end up helping the Colt tackle Devontae, he might have actually broken free and broke that for a touchdown. Wow. We're having a completely different conversation right now if, if that's a <laughs> touchdown play, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, not only am I extremely disappointed in him, uh, but he gave up on a play when he was just a foot away from Devontae Adams. And you see him, he actually just starts to adjust his helmet and, uh, you know, majorly, majorly disappointing to me. I'm a big fan of of long shots and betting on the long shot, obviously, because of what I do in my career. There, mm-hmm. I'm with all, with all my heart and soul, I want, I want Jim to be right because could you imagine, let's say this works out, at least for this season. Imagine all the naysayers, all the people that talk shit on Jim, all the people that talk shit on, on Jeff. And now it's like that that's the only part of me that want that, that's the part I want to see. I always like to see the underdog and, and those type of people come out because how ironic. And I just thought it was kind of funny because this was like the big news, you know, they didn't announce this. And then ironically, out there in Nashville, you got Peyton hosting the CMTs with their Luke Bryan. So isn't that kind of funny? They all work together, but now you know, look at that was great on the big TV. And then you got fucking the announcement for Jeff. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. You, you trying to stun him, stun on him? Because like, okay, Peyton's, Peyton's now on scene. You know, he's fucking uh, hosting a fucking country music award show, and his boy's getting a coaching job. Anything is possible. This fucking whole year since twenty, since twenty February twenty twenty, man, nothing, nothing shocks me anymore. Period. Nothing. I want to see Jeff. No, it's, I want to see him crazy. win. Aliens I want to see people have confidence. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, par for the course if aliens land tomorrow, just with the way things are going. Nothing, nothing uh, stuns me anymore. You know, but nothing. I, I tell you one thing. No, nothing at all. I, I do want to talk about Matt Ryan. So for one, I'll just go on record right now on the show here. I was wrong. I was kind of wrong, but I was wrong. You know, I said he was part he said of he the problem. He tank. had nothing left in the tank. Yep. Uh, yeah, I said he was done. And and I might not be completely wrong on that. He's obviously taken a step back today. But today, 21 for 28 for 222 yards, a touchdown, uh, no interceptions. He only got sacked one time. So this line came to play today. They need to do better with the run blocking. But we saw mm-hmm. even that improving with that huge Jonathan Taylor run. Um, you know, Jeff Saturday is obviously – had an influence over the course of the last week because this is not the same team 
that played against New England or, or the week before against, I believe it was Tennessee or whoever we yeah. got our ass kicked by that week. Um, this was a different team from an energy standpoint. You saw people getting up and having uh, passion. Um, you know, you, you saw long Paris Campbell show that. some emotion after a big catch. I yeah, don't think the, every week, week after week, this whole season, what have I said? They come out flat. There's no energy. There's no motivation. And they pan over to Jeff Saturday, and he's on the sidelines yelling and screaming, That's damn near he throwing his headset. And then when something yep. good happens, like he's celebrating and high-fiving and freaking out on that Jonathan Taylor run. Like that's what I don't we think need there's been the that sideline. kind of energy. Somebody, it's been. I, I'm going to say since the Dungey era, I think we have seen that type of. I'll disagree. That energy was there with the Andrew Luck, several of the Andrew Luck teams. Um, this energy has not been there with any. Uh, of my, in my opinion, with any of the Frank Reich teams, save for maybe the very first one. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, it, it definitely hasn't been there since Andrew Luck, and and even during the Andrew Luck era, you're probably right in that it wasn't the same energy. I mean, that that energy, there's, it's unlikely. It's just like the same energy of the late '90s Pacers. That was in, you know, Marcus Square Arena and and um, whatever the fuck the field house is called now, Gamebridge. Um, yeah. You know, like that energy will never be replicated. No, no matter how good the Pacers get, no matter how good the Colts get. Um, that was like for both franchises, generations uh, worth of fans, not just for those teams, but fans in this town that mm-hmm. hadn't really had anything to celebrate, not just not had anything to celebrate, but had putrid teams on in right. both sports mm-hmm. for a really, really long time. So I don't think you're ever going to be able to replicate the pop that those teams got. Even no. if we go 17-0 and and win the Super Bowl, uh, that was a one-of-a-kind pop that, that will never be replicated again. Well, maybe when you talk to Gary, you can ask him about that. Say, hey, man, what do, you, what do they need to do? What, what kind of mojo can you throw on these guys? From a distance or something, and say, yeah, "Hey, man. man, this is this is this is what needs to happen," from from a morale standpoint and and, uh, and all that, you know. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what his take is. I'm real excited to have him on. You know, obviously he was a captain on the defense, so um, you know I, I think the defense has looked good, but there's still a lot of opportunity for improvement. So I'm real excited to see his take on that as well. Uh, yeah. Just super super excited to have him on that, yeah. uh, again. That's yep. this Wednesday. Uh, we'll be putting that episode up. Uh, he and I are recording it, I think, around 11 or 11.30, so it should be up by lunchtime or shortly thereafter. All right, who are we playing next, and what is your take on the next matchup? This next one's a tough one, man. Uh, this next They're undefeated, one's a tough right? One. It's, it's against Philadelphia. Aren't uh, they undefeated? I believe so. I think they were on bye this week. Um I believe they were on by this week, but yeah, they are, they are currently undefeated. Um, but again, like I said earlier, and we'll go a little deeper into it now, this team is, has not really beaten anybody and, and, and the bigger teams they've played, they've played against their backup quarterbacks. And listen, I don't want to take anything from the Eagles. Um, you know, Sirianni has that team, um, you know, playing really well. Jalen hurts is definitely going above and beyond anybody's expectations, uh, for the team, it's going to be a tough one. The 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 good thing is is that it is a home game. 
Oh. Um, and considering we're one and zero under Jeff Saturday, and this will be Jeff's first home game and his first oh. time back on the field, that, that, uh, that going to be nuts. Since we tore the team apart. That place is going to be fucking rocking unless we just come out and shit ourselves. And it's even going to be rocking until we do that. Like there's going to be an energy in Lucas Oil that we haven't felt there. Now that might be since the Peyton years. Yeah, um, I think I think they're going to rally so around him. Here's the thing. I had Kansas City as a loss. I had yeah. Denver as a loss. Yeah. I had Oakland as a loss at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Um, and Philadelphia, I had a loss at the beginning of the season. Those were the four of the six losses I think I had the Colts um, you know, losing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to let the homer in me. I've spent a lot, a lot of time this year being down on this team obviously being down on the coach for a reason and i was i was right about that um yeah, no shit but um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go positive angle and i'm gonna say that the Colts shocked the world and man what what is the media gonna do um when i'm gonna say 24 21 colts what are the book um, what are the, what are the bookmakers Oil do? stadium against the eight and O eagles what are the odds do makers what? gonna do if that what are the could you imagine the odds makers you know, the people that are fucking writing the writing the line morning lines and that happens, how lopsided that would be because they didn't have they didn't have Vegas they didn't have the Colts picked obviously. Could you imagine though? No, oh, no, the Colts the Colts will easily be eight to ten point underdogs. I mean, it's the NFL. Usually, you don't see much more than six and a half. But right, yeah. If I were putting the odds up, I would probably put them pretty strong against Indianapolis. They're probably going to get if, at least six and a half, if not nine and a half points. If we be, I I wish there was a way, and obviously there can't. But in, in my mind, because you know, I just I, I pretty much say what I think a lot. If we beat Philadelphia, I think Ursay should be allowed to go on the networks and say "fuck y'all" and just walk off the podium. That's it. Just simple. <laughs> just simple. Just go, man. Fuck y'all, and just walk out and say "deuces," because it could happen. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that'd be cool here's here's the thing man like i'm so torn on this whole winning topic like could this team turn it around and win the division or go to the playoffs and make some noise they could but then what like then we're right back in the same place we are with a mid first round draft pick and a 38 39 then year old quarterback and no future in sight and it's like the whole thing all over again so actually a bad dream is detrimental to the future, but goddamn, this team is was so fun to watch today. Like, and I'm I can't help I can't help but rooting for Jeff. I can't. Do you think he has I, a shot really in twenty three? Do you think he has a shot if if things go well? Do you think he's even considered, or do you think it's just a smokescreen till they come out with a bit with a better? So option? we haven't even gotten into why I think he was hired because because this happened after uh, our last show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole firing of Frank and the hiring of Jeff happened, yep. you know, less than 24 hours after we threw this thing out there, right? Um, I think that Jim Irsay hired Jeff as a doorway to get him to come in to look at the team and look at the, the roster and the personnel and really evaluate it. And what better way to do that than the coach so that he can be the GM next year? Uh, I said that Ooh. from the moment that... that I heard that Jeff's, I mean, after I got over the pure morbid shock, just like everybody else, um, you know, I was like, okay, this is a move because, I mean, Chris Ballard's got to be a dead man walking at this point. Every press think. conference they've had, he looks like a dead man walking. Like, and and now if Jim was right and 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 Jeff does something, oh. 
He's definitely a dead man. Uh, I think you can cross Sean Payton off of that coaching list. I think the drama that the Colts have had over the last three or four weeks is probably going to scare any big name. Yeah, nobody's going to nobody, nobody's going to want to sit there and if, jump if on we, that. No, no. But we don't. You know what? A retread is not necessarily what we need anyway. I, I would be yeah. happy if Saturday State is the coach, or going out and getting a guy like Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but a lot of it is going to depend on exactly what, you know, happens the rest of the season. You know, yeah. if, if he wins, if they make the playoffs, he very well might be more than just an interim coach. Yeah. Um, if they miss the playoffs, barely it flip a coin. If they lose the rest of the games this year, uh, I would have to say that if he does stick around, it's not going to be in a coaching capacity at that point. Right. I guess we'll have to see. Our fingers are crossed. So next week, Philadelphia. And if, I'm, I'm hoping they win just because. Next I, week, again, Philadelphia. I play underdogs on, on occasion, and they the long shots sometimes come in, trust me. And when they do, it's it's good. It's a good payoff. Oh, yeah. Saying. Any given Sunday, man. Any given Sunday. Don't forget, in the 90s, the 0-10 Colts beat the 10-0 Brett Favre-led Packers. Yeah. It could happen. Right. And, and right now there's an energy, you know, as unpredictable as this team has been for the last eight or nine weeks on a bad scale. Now it becomes unpredictable on a good scale. This team yep. could be great. We could see what we want to see, or it could be a, hey, this is Oakland and we are who we thought we were, but at yep. least we get a little mid season excitement and a reason to tune in on Sundays again, because got to be honest with you. I've had the game on every week for the last few weeks, and it has been one of the hardest things to get. Well, our fingers are crossed. We'll pay attention to what the media <laughs> says tomorrow morning. We'll be looking forward to you talking with Gary on Wednesday. So there you go. And as the clock says, yeah. it is a quarter to 10 here in Illinois. It's bedtime. You having trouble reading the clock there, Brother B? I am. I'm a fucking glasses The big hand on. is the minutes. The little hand is the hours. <laughs> uh, no, what yeah. you got coming up on the show this week, brother? Uh, actually, I just released two episodes this over, over the last three days. I did a 70s, or a 70s an 80s mix Woo. and a 90s mix. I was just like, you Busy. know what? I haven't played a shit in a minute. And then I have the, it's not 60 minutes, but it That's could be 60 awesome. minutes. Because my, dad was a big, my dad's a big fan of 60 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? We used to watch this shit every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when that was on, you couldn't say a word in the house if you get your ass beat. Like, he watched 60 Minutes like it was fucking Moses on a mount uh, passing down commandments. So, I'm like, you know what? I think oh, I'm yeah. going to do maybe 60, but maybe 40. But, yeah. But there's some stuff up there now. Go check it out. Maybe 60. Maybe 60. Well, probably 40. okay. So, let's go ahead and, and call it a day. It's been a, a great time uh, talking about yes, a Colts sir. win for once. Um, don't forget, guys, on the next show this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we're going to have Gary Brackett on the show. I can't wait. Uh, again, you can watch us on YouTube, catch us on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. Alex isn't. Uh, you can check out the Miles B Show or the Alex B Podcast on any of those platforms. Um, you know, we'll put out uh, we'll put out some social stuff. But really excited to have Gary on. Miles B um, that's going to be it for today. It's been another Miles Sometimes B Monday. We'll see you next time. Miles B Monday.